0: for dummies, we're here. six weeks since I've sat down and spoken to this microphone and oh my god does it feel good we are back baby horror for dummies has once again returned I'm your host Tim Woo! six weeks man I gotta tell you it felt like an eternity sitting back and uh, not doing a show I want to thank everyone out there for giving us that time we, we just needed a break that was what it came down to I felt a bit burnt out you know, this thing became more of a job than a than a love or a hobby. So I just needed to take a step back, have a little bit of a break, and come back fierce and and angry as ever. And that's how we are right now. We are back and we are talking about Christmas because, as of this recording right now, it is less than a week before Christmas. And I don't know about you guys, but I am in the Christmas spirit a little too much right now. I've been Christmas light looking, I've been doing everything, and I cannot wait to get stuck into that eggnog uh, to those people that are fans of eggnog, which is me, because we make it alcoholic. Anyway, we are back, Horror for Dummies. We're coming back with a Christmas episode, just like every other horror podcast out there is doing, but we're going to do things a bit differently here. On this episode, it's just me, you're going to be stuck listening to me and my bullshit, but not just that, you're going to be stuck listening to me, my bullshit, and a few quips from the certain movie that we are doing on this episode. So, sit back, enjoy, go and pour yourself a nice big cup of eggnog, and get ready for the latest episode of Horror for Dummies. Come Santa Claus here, come Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Mixing, mixing, and all his the Countless films are watched over the course of the Christmas season, and everyone has their favourites, whether it be the classic films such as It's a Wonderful Life, which I still have never seen. Or more children related holiday classics such as Elf or Santa Claus or even Home Alone, which is one of my favorites. Or how about my wife's favorite film that we watch every single night, even if Christmas is months away? And that film is The Grinch. The Grinch! But the good news is, even us horror fans have our selection of films that we can binge over the season. And there are countless films from our genre ready to be enjoyed. Some of my favorites are Silent Night, Deadly Night, and yes, you cannot forget, Silent Night, Deadly Night, part two.
1: Carpet day! Huh? No!
0: That movie is so bad, it's good. Another Christmas classic for me is Krampus, which in my opinion is the best Christmas horror flick out there. Merry Christmas. Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here.
2: This is delicious, it. honey.
1: A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry.
2: You want to trade? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Fucking- <laughs> With
1: those holiday greetings and gifts.
2: How we were going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity. Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is.
0: But there's another film that doesn't get the love it deserves. Another holiday horror film that's a gory fun ride and needs to be seen immediately. And it's the only Christmas horror film featuring Bill fucking Goldberg.
1: You want to know who's next, eh? Oh no! You're next!
0: So this week's Christmas classic movie of the week is one that needs to be seen to be believed and it's one of my all-time favorite Christmas horror films and that is Santa's sleigh.
2: Grandpa, I want the truth about Christmas. If it's the truth you want, then it's the scary truth you're gonna have.
1: According to the Book of Claus, Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet and was forced to spread Christmas cheer. But now, all bets are off. Santa? Yes, there is a Santa Claus. Oh,
2: ho, hoes. Santa Claus is not a myth or a legend. He's real. Only he's not bearing gifts and presents anymore.
1: Christmas can sure
2: scare the dickens out of people.
1: He's scary, yet educational. I'm just trying to spread a little yuletide fear. Are you saying Santa is offing everyone who's naughty and nice? Oh my God! Nicholas
2: shot him! You okay. shot
1: Santa? Yeah. This holiday season. Lock your doors. Bolt the windows. Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Everyone stand back. Things are about to get a little messy. And block the chimney. Cause naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town Santa's Sleigh
2: Go ahead kid, let's see what Santa got you.
1: I hate children.
0: Just by the sounds of that trailer, this movie seems like a ball of fun. Am I right? I'm right. I know I'm right. So you're probably asking yourself, unless you've seen this movie, what in the blue fuck is Santa's sleigh. Santa's Slay is a movie that came out in 2005. And the story is, Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an angel. So he becomes the giver of toys and happiness and becomes a Santa as we know. But when the bet is off, he returns to his evil ways and absolute carnage happens in this movie. It's a ball of fun. A little bit of a spoiler alert just then, giving you my views on this movie. It's a lot of fun. So this movie came in at a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDB, which if anyone knows IMDB well, that's not a bad score for a cheap horror movie. This stars Douglas Smith as Nicholas Yulson. This character, this, this actor here has been in his fair share of horror films. Such as Stage Fright, Ouija. Remember Ouija? That was interesting. Terminator Genesis, and of course, the instant classic, <laughs> The Bye Bye Man. Oh, that, that gave me heartburn, just calling that a movie a classic. He's also in a band called Alaskan Summer, which uh, I, I checked them out, and they're not my cup of tea. They're more uh, of the pop punk range, but uh, yeah... A little too wimpy for my for my taste. It also stars um, Emily D. Raven as Mira McKenzie, or Mac, in this case. Uh, you would know her from such movies as the remake, the television remake of Kerry from 2002, which I don't know anyone who's seen that movie, but you will remember her from the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. She stars as Brenda in that movie. So, basically, the girl that survived. And she is nice to look at. Robert Culp as Grandpa. He's been in a few things, such as Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, which, uh, uh, you know, my mother always said, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So, I'm just not going to say anything about that movie. Uh, but he, I found this out, he was the nar- narrator, narrator, for the song Guilty Conscience. The Eminem song Guilty Conscience. Eminem Dr. Dre. If you know that song. The narrator of that song. Is the grandpa in this movie. Bit strange. But he sadly died in 2010. Uh, from a heart attack. Funny enough. This movie has some cameos. Of some big stars. And well known actors. Such as James Caan. Whom I love. Rebecca Gayhart. Chris Catten? <laughs> remember him from Night of the Roxbury, almost had a mind blank, Night of the Roxbury, that dude, WHAT IS LOVE, that guy, uh, it also st- also has a cameo from Fran Drescher, the nanny. Tina, didn't the little Chinese man tell you not to feed him after midnight?
1: Oh come on Lois, he's so cute, and he's hungry, what could happen? <laughs> I'm (laughs) Fran Drescher. Kill it, kill it!
0: It's like hot needles in your ears. But this movie would be nothing without the star of this show. And that man, his name is Bill Goldberg.
1: You're next.
0: So before we can go any further, I must stop and explain who... Bill Goldberg is because it's this man who has made me the man I am today. Bill Goldberg is a professional wrestler, and he is the sole reason that I am a massive professional wrestling mark and have been for the past 21 years. I first saw my uh, my first glimpse of Goldberg back in I think it was 1998, watching WCW Nitro and seeing the unbelievable force that this man has. He was just an absolute wrecking crew and went 173 wins to zero losses. That's pretty impressive, even for professional wrestling. But his legacy went beyond that. He has captured multiple championships, including the World Tag Team Championships in WCW with Bret Hart, the United States Heavyweight Championship, done that two times, and the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. But then he chose to go over to WWE and it was there where he captured the World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Championship. He's also been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and was once a rookie of the year. So he's been there, he's done that, he's faced multiple people and he's kicked ass every time. And no matter what people say, no matter how many people bitch about how he can't wrestle and he's old now i don't care he's still someone that i love to watch perform and i still think he kicks ass to this day so that was the biggest reason that i had to watch this film not only is it a horror film but it has my favorite professional wrestler of all time and the man that introduced me to the sport that i know and love now so right now i think it's about time that we go in with the review for santa's sleigh and before I tell you about my thoughts now, I want to go into my thoughts upon my first visit of this film. My first visit of this film, I came out thinking it was a blast. It was an enjoyable movie that had me laughing and interested for the entire duration. And I've seen this multiple times. It's usually a film that I can put on every Christmas, pretty much, and, and enjoy it.
2: I can't wait to see the shit we got. Can we open our motherfucking presents now? Of course. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you.
0: actually remember being a bit surprised with the film. I remember being a bit surprised about a multiple th- multiple things, including Goldberg's acting for once. He's a professional wrestler, as I've said, and when it comes to professional wrestlers hitting the, uh, the silver screen, it doesn't always come out the way you wanted. I mean, there's multiple films out there where wrestlers are in films and they are, it's, it's a bit cringeworthy. I'll be the first to admit that. So after watching this film and, and realizing that Goldberg did a pretty good damn job and he, he fit the character of Santa pretty well, I was pleasantly surprised. But it wasn't just the fact that Goldberg was in this movie. This movie was a, a blast. Uh, it, it, it went over my head, the amount of gore in this movie, the, the story, which was pretty fun. So I remember walking out just feeling really, really happy that I finally got a chance to watch this film. So that was my first thoughts when watching Santa's sleigh. Come to this visit, and I had to really knuckle down and and, and try and watch this film as a critique, as a a wannabe film critic. And I noticed some things that I didn't notice in my first watch, and, and some things that kind of disappointed me in a way. I would still say that this movie is an enjoyable, fun christmas horror film and it's definitely worth a watch but there were elements of this film that didn't hold up for me as much as i remember them
2: okay you're crazy again
0: but let's break this film down i'm gonna start by telling you what i liked about this film and then come in later with what i didn't like what i disliked about this film so starting with what i did like about this film and the first thing i've got to talk about is the opening to this movie Yeah, sure, it starts off as a TV movie, has no opening credits or nothing, just goes straight into it, and has that real TV movie feel to it, but then it gets off into one of the best openers um, that I can recall, and it's not just the fact that you've got these big name actors sitting at a table, you've got James Kahn and Fran Drescher and Chris Catan, I don't know how to pronounce his name to be honest with you, but the dude from Night at the Roxbury, um, along with other people that you may recognise. But it's not just that, it's the banter that these characters have with each other. They're a family, and they're not a happy family. And then and then you hear the noises on the roof of Santa, and, and Santa comes down the chimney and just unleashes hell. And I think it's one of the best openers, especially for a Christmas movie. Um, probably up there would be Krampus. That opening is just as good, but this one really solidifies the start of the movie and how how much fun you're going to have. So that's the first thing I did notice about this movie and that's what really got me excited to start watching. My next like goes to... Going back to the character of Santa, the other aspect of him that I really, really did enjoy is his reindeer. And I, I say reindeer loosely because instead of the 12, I think it's the 12 reindeers, this form of Santa has only one. And it's not a reindeer, it's a fucking buffalo. Just one lone buffalo. And maybe that was for a budget reason, that they could only get one, but I think it works. I think it's works in the film's favour. Now, they refer to this buffalo as the Hell Deer, <laughs> which, uh, I think it's a great name. It works for the, uh, the buffalo. And the thing about this buffalo is it eats people. Now, you don't actually see it eat anybody, but it's, uh, alluded to that it does. And I think it really works with the film. Because, I mean, no offence to deers, but they don't really look like something that came from hell. But a buffalo, a single buffalo, I mean, yeah, buffaloes are nice gentle creatures, but this thing, uh, well, I could imagine that it would come from hell. So, that's another big like for me, the fact that they use a hell deer instead of a reindeer. The next like goes to the humour in this movie. For me personally, this actually does work, which is a big thing to say because it really takes a lot for me to laugh in films. I have a very strange sense of humour, so the dirtier the better for me. And this movie has a lot of sexual, <laughs> sexual reference jokes in it that That just worked for me. Um, It's not for everyone, I will say that. I can see a lot of people would groan to this type of stuff or think it was too much. But for me personally, it really does work. So that was the next big thing I liked about this movie. A lot of Santa's one-liners came off really, really cheesy, but at the same time really funny. So the humor in this really did work for me.
1: Do
2: you work for cock or bush? Never work for bush, only cock. So you like cock, huh? Cock's terrific. So you're not a fan of Bush? I wouldn't say I don't like Bush, I just prefer cock.
0: My next like is the effects of this movie. I'm not talking about all of them, but just some of them, we'll get to why in a second, but some of the effects in this movie were pretty good. And I'm talking mostly about the kills, especially at the start of this movie, the opening uh, sequence of this film had some really cool interesting little kills in it Um, nothing that's gonna blow your mind or anything like that but they were just well done, they were well crafted and that that was a big plus in my book now, not all of the effects are well done, this also comes under my dislikes as well because some of the effects, we'll get to that in a second but there were a few kills here and there that didn't look half bad so that was uh, that was a big plus for me, because quite honestly, when first seeing this, I wasn't expecting much, uh, but it gave me more than what I was expecting. So that's a big plus. Okay, so we're coming in with the last like I have for this movie, and that comes down to the story. This is an interesting little story, and I, and I, and I honestly believe it was quite creative, the way they made Santa instead of um, Satan. <laughs> it's it's Satan's son. I just think the story behind the lore of Santa was interesting. I think the, the story behind the the bet was interesting. Um, it just, it, it, it kind of fits. You know, in a way, it, it was creative enough for it to work for me. For a Santa to turn evil, it was an interesting little story. So that was a big plus in my book. I was actually interested into the backstory of this santa character so the storyline of this whole movie was interesting yeah on the surface it's, it's it's basically a slasher a santa slasher film but when you look deep into the mythos of this santa creature it's kind of interesting so that was another plus for me and i mean the bet side of the story um it's it it comes off pretty cheesy i will admit that but it's interesting and fun little backstory Um, and if you don't know what i'm talking about i'll play the little clip from the movie right now
2: hearing their calls god sent down one of his angel generals from the heavens the angel took the form of an old man he encountered the young ill-tempered santa not far from his home Santa was ice-fishing with the ordinary little people, the elves, on a frozen lake. (sighs) Knowing the Son of Satan was a gambling sort, the angel challenged him to a contest. The contest was a simple one. Who could slide a rock across the lake and land it closest to the ice-fishing hole without the rock falling in? if santa won the contest he would deliver the confident old man to his father for an eternity of pain and suffering if the old man won the contest santa would not only have to cease the day of Slains for the next thousand years but would also have to turn the dag of mord day of Slains, into a dag of Gleed, day of joy santa thought this was as close to a sure wager as could be there was no way a mere mortal was going to be able to defeat him in anything santa was so sure of himself that he went first His rock landed as close as it could possibly be to the hole, without going in it. Next was the old man's turn. The old man's rock skidded slowly along. And it came to rest, touching Santa's rock with just enough momentum to push Santa's stone over into the hole. The old man had won. That was exactly 1,000 years ago. The bet's over.
0: Like I said, yes, it's cheesy. I'll be the first to admit it, but it's interesting and fun. That concludes my likes of this movie. Now let's jump over to the dislikes. And the first thing I have to talk about with the dislikes is something I mentioned before, and that is the effects in this movie. Some of these effects really don't work. And I'm more talking to the the green screen, blue screen effect that they have in this movie. More happens when Santa is in the sky um, on his sleigh with his hell deer. Uh, you can really tell that it's just a backsc- uh, blue screen black backdrop, and it just does not look good at all. So that was a thing that kind of took me out of the movie just a little bit. Speaking about effects, I think we can include makeup into this category as well. And for the most part, the makeup's fine. It doesn't really do anything, but there was a scene where I noticed uh, Goldberg's arm. Now, if you know Goldberg well, you know he has a signature tattoo on his on his arm. It's it's a tribal design kind of thing on his arm. And they've tried to cover that up with makeup, but it's really noticeable that it's still there behind the makeup. And if you you don't even have to look closely, you can see the black tribal tattoo on his arm that's been brushed over a little bit with makeup so that that was another thing that i kind of giggled to myself it's more of a nitpick than a dislike but i thought i should mention that it just makes goldberg's arm look a bit white makes him look a bit like dracula,
1: I'm Santa Claus, not fucking dracula.
0: the next dislike i have it's a little bit of a big one and it comes down to the dialogue And I will mention that most of the characters, they do an alright job of the acting and all that stuff, but it's the writing of this film that's kind of cringeworthy, and it's usually from the same um, actor, which is uh, Douglas Smith, who plays Nicholas, he usually has the most cringeworthy lines, and it's nothing horrible, but it's just lines that uh, aren't really believable in real life, they're written there, and they just don't, (laughs) they don't, they don't come off believable, and maybe it is his acting, because that's another point that I have to bring up, is the acting in this movie is not great, and once again, it comes down to this actor, um, whose name is Douglas Smith, he's not the greatest actor out there, I mean, for the most part, everyone else does their job, but this character here, it's cringeworthy, the dialogue and writing is bad, what comes out of his mouth is bad, and his actions, when he's being spoken to, it's his, it's his actions that just come off really, like, like he's acting, you know, it's not believable in the slightest, it, you can tell it's very one-dimensional and robotic, so he kind of took me out of this film a little bit, I'm going to come in with my last dislike from this movie, but this one is the biggest dislike I had of them all. And it comes down to the ending of this movie. It really does not know what it wants to do. It's honestly like the writers of this movie had a really cool idea, had a really cool script, but they didn't know how to end it. And instead of thinking long and hard on how to end it, they just said, oh, well, fuck it. Let's just throw some things in a blender and see what comes out. And that's really the way I the way I see it. It comes off really, really lazy. The way they wrote uh, Santa off, I will say. What happens is, and I'm not going to spoil everything, but they bump into a new cast of characters who you've really heard nothing about. They're just a new bunch of people and they don't do anything to improve the story. Just take out Santa, that's all they really do, and it just comes off really, really lazy, and it really took me out of the film, and the fact of the matter is, they don't end it, after taking out Santa, they keep dragging it along, and along, and along, and I really didn't need that part, I didn't need what happens at the end, you know, so that part, the ending part, really bothered me, really took me out of the whole film, and that was the biggest dislike for me, so all in all, there was more that I liked about this film than more that I disliked. So my final conclusion is this. This film does not take itself seriously at all. So if you go in expecting a serious, scary horror film, you're not going to like it. What you need to do in going into this movie is suspend disbelief, pour yourself a drink, have a have a joint or a bit of the molly or whatever you want to call it, sit back and just and just get ready to giggle at sheer stupidness. This isn't a movie to be be taken seriously at all, and it's just a fun ride if you can suspend disbelief. And for that, I'm giving this a recommendation. It's the perfect time to watch this type of film, because it is... Christmas time, and I think this is one that is definitely worth a watch if you are in the mood for a Christmas horror film. The sad part is that this movie is somewhat hard to find. Now for you Australian listeners out there, it is not on any streaming services, nor is it available at any DVD store that I saw or looked at. The only way you can really buy is is eBay, and it's going pretty cheap on eBay, I think you can get it for like $8. Either that, or you can get it by other means, if you know what I'm talking about. Is it worth buying off eBay? I say it definitely is, and for that, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. It's one that I watch every Christmas season, and it's one I'm going to continue to watch every Christmas season. For you uh, international listeners out there, I'm sure this one's pretty easy for you guys to find. I'm not too sure on your streaming services or anything like that, but this one is definitely worth a watch. Seek it out if you can. That is my review on Santa's Slay, but we are not done yet because I'm going to dive into the trivia and facts about this movie. Iron
1: movie Trivia
0: To be perfectly honest with you, I actually didn't find too much trivia about this movie. I only really got three points, but hey, it's better than nothing, I guess. So, the trivia for Santa's sleigh from 2005. The first one I've got is, The old book that explains the origin of Santa Claus is written in Icelandic. Some believe that parts of the Santa mythos are taken from Norse legends. The next one is, At the end of the film, Santa breaks the fourth wall saying, Who's next? During his wrestling career, Bill Goldberg made this his catchphrase after pinning his opponents. That scene can be seen... Um, after the credits. And the last bit of trivia I have is... Santa Claus is venerated as a saint by several Christian denominations as Saint Nicholas. Ironically, Bill Goldberg, who portrays Santa, is an observant Jew, even going so far as famously refusing to work on the Jewish high holidays during his football and wrestling days. And apparently, a lot of this cast are in fact Jewish people, if not all. So... That's a little bit something. This has a very Jewish undertone to it. Um, it's not exactly undertone, it's Jewish stuff all through this film. So, yes. But that is it for Trivia for Santa's sleigh. Now, we're going to jump into the last portion of this show, which is called The Part of Tens. The Part of Tens. So, what is The Part of Tens? Well, since this is the first time I'm unveiling this new segment, I thought I'd give you a little description as to what it is. Apparently, the part of tens is a chapter inside the For Dummies series that they do in most of the uh, most of the entries, where they usually get a top ten of some certain thing relating to that topic that they're covering. So I thought I would do it here on the podcast. So every week we'll come in with a new top 10 of whatever relates to the movie that we're doing for the week. So this week's top 10 is top 10 Christmas horror films. We're going to start it off with number 10. 10. My number 10 Christmas horror film is a film called Rare Exports. This one is a, a, a Finnish film. Film it comes from Finland, and it has a another interesting look into the uh, backstory of Santa and who Santa really is. And it comes off pretty creepy, so it's worth a watch. It is subtitled. I will warn you, but it is definitely one of my favorites, and I'm I'm gonna have to watch it again this this year. So number ten is Rare Exports. Nine. Number nine, I'm going with a classic, and this one is called Black. Christmas. I am talking about the original here. The remake is fine, but it's not really one that I'll ever probably return to. The original Black Christmas creeped me out, especially the credits at the end where it's no music, nothing, all you hear is a, pho- a phone ringing in the background, and that's it. It's a disturbing little slasher film that needs your attention. So, number nine is Black Christmas. Eat. Number eight, I'm going a classic, and this would probably be on a lot of people's probably top three but I'm gonna go with gremlins not so much a Christmas film but it is set during Christmas so I count it and this one's a lot of fun if you haven't seen gremlins you're missing out I think most people here have screen seen gremlins though so number eight goes to gremlins 7. My number 7 goes to Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. I know it's bad. It's a really, really bad movie, but I cannot look away. It's like a car crash, you know? You don't want to see the gore and and the carnage, but you really can't look away. Much like this film, it's so cringeworthy bad, but yet it's such a blast. I fucking love it, and this is one that I really need to watch Every Christmas season. So. Number 7. Is Silent Night. Deadly Night. Part 2. 6. We are continuing. With Silent Night. Deadly Night. But this one goes. To Silent Night. Deadly Night. The original. The first one. This one. I remember watching it. For the first time. And I was blown away. I had such a ball. With this film. It's not the gre- the best. Slasher film out there. But it's just a lot of fun. Um, it's cheesy. As fuck. It's 80s. As fuck. You see. Um, boobs in it, you see blood in it, and that's exactly what I wanted in a Christmas horror film. So, number six is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Five. Number five. My number five Christmas horror film is going to ruffle some feathers, because a lot lot of people don't class this as a horror film, and a lot of people don't class this this as a Christmas film, but to me, it kind of fits the mould of both, and that is A Nightmare Before Christmas I know it's a kids movie but it has so many horror elements to it that I cannot exclude it plus it's um Christmas related, so there's that, it's a great film, I love it, the animation still holds up to this day, the songs still kick ass and resonate all through Halloween season, which makes it a definite horror film, Um, and it's definitely worth a watch, Um, this is one you can watch during Halloween or Christmas, it doesn't really matter, Uh, just sit back and enjoy it, so number 5 is A Nightmare Before Christmas, 4. Number four, I'm going with A Christmas Horror Story. This is an anthology film, and it's a really, really good anthology film, much like uh, Trick or Treat. This one is, I believe it's five different stories, but they're all done really, really well. They're all interesting. They're all creepy, and it's one's just a blast, and the, uh, the main... The main story, I won't call it a wraparound because it's not, but the main story has a little twist at the end that I did not see coming, and I fucking loved it. So that is a Christmas horror story. That's definitely worth a check out if you haven't seen it. Three. Number three is the movie we've been talking about this entire episode, Santa's Slay. Do I need to continue anything about it? It fits into my number three Christmas horror film, and I think that's just because of Goldberg, so... Yeah.
1: What in God's name are you doing? Why, I'm just trying to spread a little yuletide fear.
0: Two. Number two is going to ruffle a lot of feathers as well, because, uh... Uh, well, it's not exactly a Christmas film, but... I mean, if you're going to class, if most people class Die Hard as a Christmas film, and the only thing that's got Christmassy is it's set in Christmas. And that's exactly what this film is. My number two Christmas horror film is Jaws The Revenge. It's set in Christmas, I'm classing it, and it is one that I need to watch not only during Christmas season, but multiple times during the year. It's not the best film out there. Some would call it the worst film ever made. I disagree, but it is entertaining. So definitely check out Jaws: The Revenge on Christmas time. It's on Netflix now. So go nuts. One. If you haven't guessed by now what my number one is, you probably haven't been paying attention. My number one Christmas horror film is, of course, Krampus. Krampus is directed by Mike Doherty who, in my opinion, is one of the greatest directors out there at, in the modern horror movement right now. He did Trick or Treat, which is an instant classic, a 10 out of their 10 for me, and Krampus is not far from that. Uh, it's an awesome awesome Christmas story um, I love the character of Krampus I love the story around it and this movie is just gorgeous you could honestly take a photo or, or take a screenshot of any single scene in this movie and frame it that's how beautiful that film is Krampus is definitely worth a buy and if I if I remember correctly I think I gave it like a nine out of 10 I I, I wouldn't be surprised if I gave it a 10 out of 10 That's how much I love Krampus. So definitely go out there, buy Krampus on Blu-ray because it's definitely worth it. Especially if you are in the mood to sit back and uh, soak in some eggnog while watching some Christmas horror films. So that is the Horror for Dummies part of 10s. I used
2: to think it was because you were grumpy and a little senile. But Mrs. Talbot said that you've always hated Christmas. The heck with that old hag. I don't see any reason to commercialize Santa. Besides, he hasn't always been that
1: lovable poster boy for Coca-Cola.
0: So that concludes episode one of season two of Horror for Dummies. And we thank you so much for joining us. We thank you for coming back and joining us. It's been a world This year has been insane. Not just for this podcast, but for me personally. And next year is going to be even crazier. I have some news that I will share for you next year that is very exciting to me. Um, But where does this show go from here? Well, next week we have a... uh, Probably my favorite show of the whole year. And it's the last show of the year. And that is the Horror for Dummies Top 10 horror movies of 2019 the end of award ceremony I love doing these shows every year and I, I prep this show the entire year I watch as many horror films from that year I can and try and narrow down my top 10 best and top 10 worst films of the year I just love it it's something that I enjoy doing so I can't wait for that but we have a lot of plans with this show into the, next, uh, into the next year. 2020 is gonna be a big one for us. A lot of editing <laughs> is coming my way. So we thank you so much for joining us. If you want to reach out to us, you can. We are at on, on Facebook. Just go to Horror for Nummies Facebook. You'll find us there. We have an Instagram page and we have a letterbox page, which all the links will be in description below and you can find us there. But that is it. We thank you so much for joining us. Have a awesome Christmas. I hope Santa is good to you all and you get the good Santa, not Bill Goldberg Santa. We don't want any death happening. That's only for fun on the TV screen. So enjoy your Christmas and I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite Christmas songs. Have a very happy holiday there, Mrs.
1: Talbot. Don't use that political language shit with me. It's Christmas. Wish me Merry Christmas. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Talbot.
2: Thank you, and go fuck yourself. What a fucking
1: whore. There ain't nothing more depressing than a pine tree. Gussied up with candy canes and balls. Those carolers have kept me up for hours. It's Merry Christmas seeping through my walls. Now, I'm no wicked commie nut or nothing. But there's one damn holiday that I can't stand. It ain't Halloween or Thanksgiving or even April Fool's. But it'll surely make a fool out of every man. Ha! If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. You know where to stick those single bells. If I ain't hammered, it ain't hunker And all you motherfuckers go to hell If I ain't cockeyed, it ain't Kwanzaa Joy to the world, Jack and coops If I ain't drunk, it ain't Christmas Cause I ain't never anything but broke Now every year, the malls are just a madhouse Full of empty pockets, thoughts and smiles Just the smell of eggnog makes me vomit And those colored lights are fucking infantile I think we collectively as a people Should rise against this corporate jolly noise And tell the world let's buy some peace and quiet for a change Before we spend it all on fucking toys So If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. You know where to stick those jingle bells. If I ain't hammer, then it honker. La 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 la, go fuck yourself. If I ain't got, it ain't Quanta. Joy to the world of getting stoned. If I ain't drunk, then it ain't Christmas. So leave this goddamn screws the fuck alone. Ha! Merry fucking Christmas!